people of the world. This is the Brothers Talk with your host, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Tune in each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, as we give voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. You can also get more of us by watching The Brothers Talk Show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. And good day to the Brothers Talk family, and it's great to have you with us as we continue to track toward recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. There's so much to discuss as we keep our focus on Black economic empowerment and critical thinking. And thanks always for your time and comments, and also for growing the Brothers Talk family by spreading the word. Newcomers to the podcast, welcome, and we're pleased to have you in the mix And please check out our national campaign, Relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide, where we emphasize taking control of our communities, one household at a time, with each and every one of us doing our part in supporting and launching Black businesses. You can see the positive impact we've been blessed to have with over 4,000 members in our growing Facebook groups, hashtag Black Dollars Matter, and Relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide, with dozens of stories of Black entrepreneurs, young and old, in an array of businesses. Parents and guardians, we invite you to check out the Black Parent University group on Facebook and invite others to do so as well to bring Black parents and educators together to help advocate for our kids and Black parents in dealing with an educational system that fails our children and undermines their chances for future success when compared to their white counterparts. Let's turn this around. It's Black Parent University on Facebook. We can't say it enough, so we have to keep stressing that we're definitely not over the coronavirus. So make sure you get those vaccinations and encourage your friends and family members to do the same. We hear that a number of people have slowed their role, especially since the Johnson and Johnson vaccine had its pause, but that's all over. And even if you still have your reservations about that one, you've got two other options in Pfizer and Moderna. We've all gotten hours without any issues. I even played golf the next day. So get your shots so we can resume more normal lives. The new spikes are happening where there are the fewest vaccinations and among young people who have shown more susceptibility to the virus mutations. Remember that it does not make you immune and you can still transmit the coronavirus, but you will have a fighting chance to not have to be hospitalized or to die from the virus. And now my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Thanks for your continued support. Like Rod said, you got to get out there. You got to get that, take that shot, get vaccinated. I'm just a little confused. I'm not understanding why people are not looking at the science. Rod made a good point about the, the increases in the disease is where people are not following the science. They're not being vaccinated. They're not wearing a mask. I'm, I'm just not understanding that. I wish somebody could explain that to me. On the other front, we got to continue to support black businesses. You know, we got to continue to support each other. Let's stop all the hate. What, what's that all about? You know, ask yourself, look in the mirror. What is it that why is it that we can't support each other like other communities support each other? And on the issue about 
uh, the black black parents, you let's I want to see uh, educators go on that site, go on our, uh, go on our homepage and your ideas on how we can change what's going on here in terms of the miseducation of black folks, because that's what's been going on. Our kids have been miseducated for the last 30, 40 years. How do we change that? And we think that can contribute to us making that change. Noah? Thanks, Scott. Community. The most important thing in our community is the health of our, of our community. And we are still dying because of this virus. I'm not going to scream and shout and tell you to go out and get this shot, but we are dying. Now, if the shot's going to kill us, so be it. But we're going to die from the disease. Please. Today, we're going to revive the topic of reparations because, one, we're hearing a lot about H.R. 40, which has finally gotten out of committee in the House of Representatives and is going to be debated by the whole body. But we're not hearing about it in the media. And because there are a lot of stupid arguments against it. In the first place, H.R. 40 is simply a bill to study reparations, and that would actually remove a lot of the ignorance around the subject, such as when Moscow Mitch McConnell talks about nobody being alive today who were slaves or slave owners, as if that's the only reason for reparation. Yes, 246 years of unpaid labor in which the black enslaved built this country should definitely be the hallmark of why we are due to have that horrible injustice addressed. But secondly, the processes and programs that denied access to the same wealth building efforts that the government made available for non-black immigrants who came to this country by their own free will as late as the middle of last century is being still denied to us as a community. Yes, many large businesses and industry segments still owe us for their profitability and stolen labor until 1865, but the government also systematically excluded us from the opportunities to build wealth through programs like the GI Bill and the Federal Housing Authority, which invented redlining. So while whites were being given real government handouts that built generational wealth, we were not only held out, but the banks also began their predatory lending processes to enrich themselves that continued from the 1940s and 50s all the way up to the subprime scandal that led to the Great Recession of the 2000s that almost bankrupted the nation. That's a big part of the rest of the story of reparations. The average white household has a net worth of over $170,000, while the average black family has $17,000. That's 10 times as much as us. And remember, a large part of those whites have only been in this country since they voluntarily came here in the mid-1900s, while our ancestors were kidnapped and brought here from 1619 until 1865, this thing needs to be fixed and reparations is the answer to it. You know, when we talk about reparations, um, I'm not sure whether reparation, the word has been demonized so much and that black folks are going to be getting something free. That's why people have an issue with reparation. I haven't heard a real good argument as to why you've had all of this free labor building this country to build this country, the foundation, the infrastructure of this country, and the ancestors of the folks who did it can't be compensated. Uh, folks who benefited the most don't want those people to be compensated. I, I have a hard time putting my mind around that when it's okay to give other groups reparations, like Japanese. I don't want to say it's another group out there that we all know there's a big elephant in the room. It happened. 
over in Germany. It didn't happen here, but they got reparations. People are okay with that. I look in terms of reparations, when you give farmers subsidies, what is that? Is that a form of reparation for what? You're giving them free our tax money. We're paying taxes. Black folks and our ancestors, we paid taxes, not just without blood, sweat, and tears, but also we paid monetary taxes into the system that we've been denied an opportunity to benefit from. When you give corporate tax breaks, it's okay to get corporate corporation tax breaks. Folks okay with that. It's okay to give the rich 1%, $1.3 trillion in tax break. People are okay with that. But for the people who've been abused the most, the folks who've been neglected the most, and the people who've done the most for this country, why is it that folks cannot take pull their heads out of the sand and say, hey, we got to try to make this right? And I agree with that 100%, Scott. And they were given land for free. So they actually got reparations coming here as immigrants. They were given wealth, you know, as Dr. King would say. And one thing that, that I'm saying that's overlooked here, and it goes throughout the history of our history here since slavery with the periodic con games the government has pulled to steal black wealth. They've been stealing our farmland. They had the big bank scandal, which stole our wealth, and not a derivative scandal, which stole our wealth. So the federal government is comparable as well. And another part of reparations is needed to address the other inequities of the 402 years of unequal treatment and systemic structural racism. Our health and educational outcomes continue to lag behind every other group because of everything from poor environmental conditions like lead pipes and chemical dumping grounds near Black communities to a lack of quality education and employment alternatives with poor schools and manufacturing shutdowns that were replaced by government-sponsored efforts to dump drugs and guns in our communities while simultaneously declaring a war on drugs that decimated the Black villages by filling up privatized prisons with a wildly disproportionate number of Black bodies, nearly half the incarcerated while we're only 13% of the population. And remember, they built into the Constitution the ability to re-engage slave labor through the prisons in the 13th Amendment. So we have health needs, education needs, environmental needs, employment needs, law enforcement needs, as well as wealth needs that all must be repaired or addressed through the method of reparations. The same reparations that the government has been able to offer to indigenous peoples, to the Japanese, as you said, Scott, to the victims of internment, and even to the enemy combatants as they help rebuild, uh, i.e. repair, after World War I, World War II, the Korean War, and even the war in Vietnam. And somebody please tell me why Israel is more important and worthy of our American tax dollars than paying what this country knows it owes to the descendants of the African enslaved. As I said, you can do what you need to do to support Israel, but they should not be supported beyond the need to repair the situation of the people of this country who look like us, who were kidnapped and brought here against their will. You know, Rod, you, you brought up a lot of excellent points there in terms of how other groups have been compensated where and where we've been denied. Uh, it, it seems to me that people think that, you know, hey, we've done enough for black folks because you have some people on welfare or you have some people who are getting food stamps. You have some folks who are getting unemployment and insurance. 
But we're not the bulk of those folks. When you got government set aside programs, 20% of government contracts supposed to go to black. Well, they're supposed to go to small disadvantaged businesses, but that's not what's happening. We're only getting crumbs from that. If they just even made that program work the way it's supposed to work, where black folks and American Indians are the ones who are supposed to benefit from that, not all these other groups, we get lumped in. If there was any any sense of them trying to give reparations, we're always lumped in with other minority groups. And the other minority groups are benefiting as if they were brought over here against their will, as if they were kidnapped and brought over here and made the work free for 200, well, I'm going to say 402 years because what's happening now, we still, we're still in a form of Jim Crowism with uh, prison industrial complex. When you take a look at what's going on in, in places like Mississippi and Alabama, when you take a look at what happened during sharecropping, all of that is a form of slavery. And we're still under that. We're still under that cloud. So somebody needs to come to the table with a real explanation as to why we can do this for everybody else, but not for the folks who deserve it the most. I'm going to follow up with what you just said, Jim Crow era. Schools are still segregated just as much as they were 60 years ago. Black people are still earning less than whites doing the same job. We're still fighting for Voting Rights Act. We're still fighting to vote in this country. We are still living in 1968. We are fighting the same battles again and again and again. And I don't think we've ever stopped fighting that battle. So either the government is going to have to straighten up or the next raid won't be Trump supporters. And so we still have to keep our focus on the ballot box and we have to make sure that our people, and this is why we're bringing this topic up, because we want our listeners to ensure that they reach out to their Congress people to their representatives to make sure that H.R. 40 does get the kind of exposure that it should. Because again, it is just really about a study to really look at the long-term effects as well as examine what is actually owed. Nobody seems to deny that we are owed. They just don't want to get their mind around the idea of paying what they're owed. And so that's a kind of a deadbeat situation. So we won't allow the country to be deadbeat. They like to talk about black fathers being deadbeat, even though that's another myth. At the end of the day, we don't want the country to be derelict in what it owes to us as a people. So our positive black experience of the week is New York Congressman Mondaire Jones, who gets a shout out for calling the Republicans racism on D.C. statehood what it is. He called it out as racism. He called it racist trash, and he even took to the floor to denounce the Republican comments, saying that when they talk about the quality of voters and other terms they use denouncing the heavily Black population of over 700,000 people in the District of Columbia, he said he never knew that there were so many ways to spell white. And he made a great point of talking about states like Wyoming and Montana and uh, some states even in the Northeast that don't even have 700,000 people, but yet they have two senators and representatives in the House. So basically, you got a whole disenfranchised group of people in the District of Columbia who deserve to have proper representation. So we support Congressman Mondaire Jones from the great state of New York. 
And we just hope that more members of the Congressional Black Caucus get on board to support Eleanor Holmes Norton so that she can be more than just the delegate because she doesn't get the opportunity currently to vote. And so we think D.C. has earned the right to have two senators and a representative. And so they like to always bring up Puerto Rico in that sense. And Puerto Rico is a different animal. Puerto Rico certainly deserves to be a commonwealth or a state. But if the people there don't want it, then that's up to them. But the people of D.C. have definitely continued to communicate that that is their desire. So our shout out this week for our positive black experience goes to Congressman Mondaire Jones of New York. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at The Brothers Talk, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and you can like our Facebook page. And a quick reminder that if you want to share more of your thoughts with us and The Brothers Talk family, there's The Brothers Talk group on Facebook. And if you want more information about our 12-point relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide plan, or to give us direct feedback, show ideas, or questions, you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Finally, remember the hour-long The Brothers Talk show is airing on the TV streaming service M24 News, where we provide our take on multiple subjects of the day. God bless you all for your time and your support, and you always have our absolute commitment that we'll never take it or you for granted. So remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.